0: This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles unfiltered podcast and this is uh, going to be a short episode why because I had poor scheduling today and I got to go pick up my kid from daycare here uh, preschool here in a little bit um, life is crazy right now uh, as far as business is concerned and I tell you what man the, the network itself has exploded in the past three months and to the point where <laughs> I had to call the company that collects the analytics for me and ask if there was an error in the, uh, in the analytics because I was like, dude, I just feel like this kind of growth is not real. And they went in and they dug through it and uh, they're like, yeah, it's growing. And I'm just like, boom, I love this, that's awesome. That's a, that's a good thing, positive thing that happened in my life. And then I went downstairs and my youngest boy missed the toilet with a poop. And so just just on the completely opposite side of the spectrum, I'm thinking, oh man, this can't, you know, this can't be right. And it was right. And then I go downstairs and it was like, how do you completely miss a toilet? Like my, my kid hasn't even started drinking alcohol yet. Right. And, you know, maybe that would be an excuse for someone in, you know, in their twenties or thirties who had way too much to drink and was a party animal. The only thing my kid does is eat yogurt sticks and eat grapes and uh, that he sneaks candy. But how do you miss a toilet? Is what I, wanna, what, what I wanna know. Anyway, so I had to deal with that. That's that's how my life is going. Business on one side and then fatherhood on the other. And then it, right in the middle, you just try to keep yourself sane. And that's that's my life. And I love every minute. <laughs> I don't love picking up shit off the bathroom floor, but what I do love is my family. I love deer hunting, and we're going to talk about that that today, but before we get into today's episode, we're going to run through the, the partners here on the Nine Finger Chronicles. If you guys are in the market for a crossbow, be sure you go check out Excalibur Crossbows and their new uh, Twin Strike. This is one single crossbow with two arrows loaded in it, and you can pull two different triggers and... Uh, you have two two shots basically it's it's loaded uh exodus trail cameras exodusoutdoorgear.com absolutely love their trail cameras i'm going to be talking about trail cameras today uh vortex optics title sponsor here at the podcast uh, make sure you guys are uh checking out all of their uh, their optics i just got a brand new i got a box downstairs it says vortex on it And I'm not 100% sure what it is in the box yet, but the only only thing I can think of is the movie Seven, where Brad Pitt's like, what's in the box? I just hope that Vortex did not send me a severed head. That's all like, that's all, you know, maybe it's a rangefinder, maybe it's binoculars, maybe it's a spotting scope. I don't know, but I hope it's not a severed head. Uh, lone wolf tree stands. You know, I use lone wolf, you know, I mean, if you use lone wolf yourself, check it out. Lone wolf, uh, products and uh, wasp archery total destruction of a deer's uh, vitals this year on multiple occasions Uh, absolutely love that hunt stand i'm on that all the time checking uh wind checking uh you know property boundaries now i'm into the point of my life where you know hey let's go see if a piece of property if you know, uh, a landowner would wouldn't mind selling me five to ten acres uh hunt stand you can there's a whole bunch of functionality huntstand.com and lastly but definitely that, yeah, yeah lastly but definitely not leastly Le- is leastly a word probably not ozonics they play a huge role in my hunting strategy every year not only on the access route side, but on the um, but in the tree as well, and the access route in the tree and back home in the garage where I, I hang my clothes in the dry wash bag and run a dry r- wash cycle, killing all the scent. So Excalibur, Exodus, Vortex, Lone Wolf, Wasp, Punstano Zonix. please go out and support the companies that support this podcast. Um, now, let's talk about what's going on right now, right? So I'm recording this on November 17th and we're on the we're on the back end of the rut now, right? If if we're going to sit here and we're going to say that the rut is at its peak on November 14th, that means that we're we're on the downhill slide. Every day now is going to show less and less and less rut activity if you believe in the law of averages, okay? Hell, maybe you uh, are on a property where the there's a, a doe group that hasn't gone into heat yet. And guess what? then your, your rut may still be in front of you. So first thing I want to do is talk about what to do. Like I, I got a lot of guys have been reaching out to me through Instagram and they're like, damn, I'm struggling here. You know, what's, what, what should I be doing? That's a hard question because I can't see your property. Only you can see it. I can't, uh, go walk. I can't scout your property. You guys have been sending me images and pictures and, and uh, my stands here in this, um, It's hard to know what, what, where deer movement is. The only way that you can uh, find out deer movement is by seeing deer movement and then cataloging that, whether you use that for digital mapping or you catalog it in your brain and say, Hey, I need to, I need to move. But I want to go through a scenario that a lot of guys I believe go through. And I've gotten a lot of, all right. So example, I got this guy from, I believe he was from Indiana He messaged me and he goes, Hey, Dan, man, it just, it's not working out this year. What's wrong? And I said, Hey dude, move your tree stand. Well, you know, you know, I don't, eh, 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 eh." it just sounded like a broken record. Right. And I called him out on it and he, he was kind of caught off guard and, and I did it with the best intentions because what it did is it shook him a little bit. And guess what? He's like, he moved his tree stand. He got in into it, hunted it like a day, had to go back to work or something, then hunted it the next day. And guess what? Bingo. Got his deer because he made an adjustment. Now that wasn't me. I just told him to, you know, stop whining and move. He did, he did it. So what I'm getting at here is everybody can do that. Whether you're on five acres, that might be tough. (laughs) The smaller the acreage, the, the tougher it's going to be. Uh, Cause you might be limited, but you have to be educated and smart about the decisions you make on, on whatever acreage you have available. Now, let's say you have uh, the ability to hunt hundred acres and you know, there's deer on it. Maybe you're checking trail cameras and, and you see it, but you just haven't connected yet. If you're running out of time to hunt and you're, you have to get back into the, the family and the work schedule, I think now's the time to make a move. <coughs> Excuse me. Now's the time to to get out there and just blow into a uh, an area and set up a tree stand and, and and have it there and maybe you blow deer out and maybe you don't I, I don't want to call this Hell Mary time quite yet because at the end of this at the end of this week this weekend um, might be Hell Mary week but here's here's the kicker. Right. That um, Iowa isn't facing until December. I know that states like Nebraska, uh, Minnesota, I think Wisconsin, um, a lot of these states and even down in the south, they're they're happening right now or they're going to be happening here pretty soon. And that is gun season, firearm season. And a lot of guys may have this week left and then the chaos of the firearm season starts and then things change, patterns change, deer movement changes, deer shift completely from one farm to another just to a- avoid the pressure. So now might be your Hail, Hail Mary time. Now, now might be the time where you need to do something crazy, uh, throw the deer a curveball and, and get into a different position. Hell, that might be sitting on a bucket. In a drainage behind a fallen tree, it might be on the edge of a swamp, uh, in some tall grass, sitting on a bucket, or on your knees. Um, I've this is a crazy story. A guy told me that he was. Um, let's see how how did he he lay this out? There was one block of timber, and then there was another block of timber, and the deer were coming through this wide open pasture, right? No trees in it, uh, in the low spot. Well, there had been some goose hunters who had left a pit from a previous year, I guess they dug it out or something and then they set something down in there and then they removed it. He got into that pit and he shot a, a buck out of that out of that pit. So he kind of stood up out of it as the deer had walked by. He poked his head out, saw him coming, poked his head out, poked his head out, and then he drew back and shot a deer out of a, a, a duck blind pit. Now, that's that's extreme, right? But that's what you might have to do in order to get something uh going your way, going right your way. The other thing is if you can't uh, so so move, right? The best advice I ever got, the guy didn't give me any explanation behind it. I said, "Hey man, I'm struggling. Uh I'm not seeing deer or I'm seeing deer and uh they're not com- they're not coming my way. Move." Move. Simply move. Maybe you need to knock on a door and say, "Hey man, can I can I hunt your property?" Throw, throw some curveballs in your strategy, uh, add, take away your strategy. Now, if you're a guy who runs trail cameras, no, no, let me back up before we get to trail cameras. Let's talk public ground. If you're a public land guy, um, and you've been dealing with pressure all year long, uh, and the pressure is the reason maybe you're not being successful. Now might be the time to hunt close to that road, to find the place that is, you know, Sometimes you have to go further, deeper, longer in than everybody else, and you might find success there. You might have to find another access route. Maybe borrow a canoe from a a buddy. Maybe um, get some duck hunter to drop you off on his way out and then pick you up on his way back, if that's an option. Um, Maybe you need to take huge loops through the farm that you hunt. Maybe you need to knock on some doors, gain permission just to access the property through their property and say, I don't want to hunt. I just would like to walk right down the middle of your field to backdoor this other property, all those things. Right. So, uh, public now you've kind of get, you kind of get the idea. And I I have a feeling that the guys who hunt public already know this, but if you're, if you're struggling with pressure, go where pressure's not. And I have talked to a lot of guys just in recording this podcast who were like, well, you know what? The guys are going, all the flow of people is going into the timber and it's distributing and no one's paying attention to the road. Now, a lot of guys will be like, oh man, you know, there's no way a big deer is going to cross the road. I know a guy <laughs> who hunts, uh, I think South Dakota, it's South Dakota. And here's what he does. He's, he's a traveler uh, for his job. And he will throw a trail camera on a road crossing. And that is his strategy. And he catches deer being bumped off and on and, and finding these new strategies right off the road. And he goes into uh, these places right off the road and he finds success. That's his strategy. So don't look past that. Um, it, it might be worth it to just look for some fresh tracks in the dirt or on a trail. Uh, maybe find, I don't know, maybe find a rub line. I personally don't find too much. Uh, I don't put too much much emphasis on a rub line but big deer also rub little trees so that might be an option for you Um, and again these are just ideas to help stimulate your brain I'm not telling you that you this is how it's done because I I can't see the property that you hunt Um, now let's go to trail cameras real quick trail cameras a lot of people almost treat a trail camera like a hunting strategy or a tree stand location if the tree stands location is in a bad spot, I'm going to tell you to move it. Well, if a trail camera is in a spot and you know, and just by checking the trail camera, the trail camera is showing nothing that you want to shoot. Maybe some does, maybe some small bucks um, for, or, or whatever your goal is, whatever your goal is, isn't coming there. And granted, trail cameras don't catch the whole forest or the whole property. They just catch a little sliver of that. But if that little sliver isn't showing you what you want to see, you need to move your trail cameras. And I don't think that's something that is talked about very much. So move your trail cameras around, find, maybe do a little scouting right now, you know, get out of the, get out of the stand after the morning hunt, walk around some the properties that you have, look for some, the freshest possible sign and put a trail camera right over it. Maybe that's a scrape. Maybe that is a uh, a really used trail. Crops are starting to come out. The, the crops that I had been bitching and complaining about earlier now are out. So on a field edge now, nocturnally, I'm seeing way more deer now on my trail cameras. Uh, I have a couple cell cams right now that are sending me some information. One, I need to get out and move. The other is in a pretty good spot. It's in a, a really popular fence crossing. But now is the time I need to get out there and, and make some moves on there because they're not showing anything that I really want to see for late season. Now, late season's a long time, a long ways away. But if I was still hunting, I would be moving my trail cameras in until I found a location or I got a picture of a deer. When I go to check those cameras, it's something I want to shoot. Then guess what I do? I bring more cameras into that area maybe 50 yards down a field edge or 50 yards into the timber on a main trail or 50 yards uh, or hundred yards down into a, a really good, uh, I guess you would call it a rut funnel where there's heavy deer movement based off terrain features. And I'll tell you right now, uh, then that information will be able to get you the most recent information, not something that is historical like last year's information, although that could work. Uh, I I would say that right now, um, you got to figure out where the deer are at. And like I mentioned in the last podcast I did, when I talked about my success was I was figuring out where the deer were at based off trail cameras. And then I was adding that into my equation of where deer were not at. And what this does is, it, you don't have to think about it anymore. You're like, uh, deer aren't going to be here because uh, I have four weeks of trail camera, you know, of a trail camera sitting in this area and there's nothing that I want to shoot. Another thing is, if you're after a buck, for me, the rut it's, it's important. You don't want to, the goal is to not spook deer going in. But if you feel like you could get away with a, a pretty aggressive, uh, access route that might bump some deer, maybe not a target deer, but bump, uh, maybe some, uh, a young doe group or bump a doe group that may not have any bucks with it. And and you, you won't know that you just won't know it, but it might be time to get a little bit more aggressive with your, uh, your access routes and you might have to loop and you might have to go through some shit that's going to make some noise. Uh, and you might have to uh, get the deer moving around some. Uh, one thing that I've done over the years, (laughs) like I said, I do not recommend this and they call this the wind bump. And that is where you would just walk with your scent blowing into the timber and then loop way around after you walk through the, you know, you walk clear down and around to your tree stand. And now the deer have smelled you potentially, and then they might start working that direction slowly as opposed to running and you have a good access route to get into your tree stand and that might work as well right these are these are a real aggressive tactics at this point Um, rattling calling again uh, like blind calling is a Hail Mary move for me I I don't I I typically don't do it unless I see a deer Uh, I've done it but it's just because I'm bored Right As far as strategy is concerned, I don't necessarily think it's going to work. With that said, God, I've been been having a lot of filler words in this episode and I apologize. But with that said, this is the time of year, especially in the Midwest for the Midwest rut, where the big dogs from today is the 16th to the 22nd um, is where I don't get a lot of big deer on trail camera uh, but I get big deer on trail camera if that makes sense like the big dogs right now have just come off of maybe their second doe and they're looking for one more doe before they call it quits for the year Um, and this is when the big dogs are on their feet my experience tells me and through not only seeing this from the tree stand but checking trail cameras they're on their feet deer that you've never seen before will be just cruising terrain features. They'll be cruising river bottoms. They'll be cruising um uh like downwind to pastures, any type of bedding area just to look for this is the drunk buck. You know, the one where he's walking and walking. He doesn't even know what he's doing anymore. He's just looking for ass. And uh th- this time of year a lot of people are getting out of the timber. They're like, "Well, you know, it's gun season." Or it is, um, uh, you know, it's over. I got to go back to work. Well, that's because you blew your load too early and you hunted November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, which in in my experience on the farms that I hunt, maybe it's different on your farms, but that's still pre-rut. Just because it's November 1st doesn't mean it's the rut. Uh, I shot my buck this year on November 4th and I didn't even see a doe that night. He wasn't chasing anything. He was showing his dominance, which is something that they do in the pre-rut, right? So, um, that's an idea. Now, if a, a gun season, I'm just cycling, I'm just going rapid fire at this point. If a gun season is in and you're bound and determined to keep the, you know, not hunt the gun, hunt with the gun, but, try to harvest something with your bow while you're wearing your blaze orange, you know, some States uh, that's legal to do. One thing that you might want to think about is as the chaos of the gun season starts to happen and deer are shifting their home ranges and whatnot, um, get into the thickest, nastiest, best uh, funnel you can and use that gun pressure and scared deer movement to potentially get, get you into uh, something really good, but be careful, you know, definitely be careful. Make sure you're wearing your blaze orange on that. Now, other than that, man, it's that time of year where we have to say, man, really think about why you haven't been successful, right? What have you been doing that has, you know, kept you from putting an arrow in the vitals? I just recorded a story where the guy had some bad luck. Now, bad luck is bad luck right you hit a branch well you got to learn from that uh maybe your sight is a little off at the s- same time you're thinking about this strategy we should all be shooting our bows still this time of year in between hunts making sure that our sight is still on point making sure that the the rest hasn't been bumped or my broadheads are are still tight or my string isn't uh has got a cut in it that you don't know about this the gear still has to be on point like it did in november 1st and and over the course of this uh you know th- this long period of time a lot of us aren't shooting our bows we've sighted it in and then we just start like okay well it's 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 sighted in i'm just going to put it back in the case i highly recommend shooting your bow throughout the entire season and it's just going to make you more comfortable more comfortable more comfortable and that's what it takes to kill a deer so I think I'm gonna call this episode uh, done. Don't be afraid to get aggressive. Get out there, get it done, no slacking. Remember, we talked about this already. No slacking, no shortcuts. Think, use your brain. Uh, I saw a deer brain the other day. It's the size of a baseball, roughly. Our brains are bigger than this. (laughs) So if we're from an intelligence level, we should be able to outthink this animal right? They're masters of their domain, right? They're masters of the the area that they live in, but we should be able to outthink them, right? So go out, hunt hard, hunt your balls off, outthink this animal, right? And get after it, man. Um, I know a lot of us right now are thinking, oh man, I'm tired. My wife's pissed. Let her be pissed just a couple more. (laughs) This is horrible advice again, but let her be pissed a couple more weeks, right? And then you can go back to, I don't know, playing Betty Homemaker. Uh, that I mean, I'm lucky. I tagged out early here in Iowa, and I'm back to normal life, right? Running the kids around and being stay-at-home dad and, and running the business here. Get it done. Say, honey, it's almost over. You know, it's almost over. I love you so much. Uh, I'm going to go hunting. And then she'll be pissed, and then you'll come back home. And you may not get any ass for a little while, but guess what? You're hunting and it's what we love to do, okay? So uh, again, I'm never going to give any type of marital advice uh, because that would uh, probably end in divorce for myself and for you guys. Hunt hard, hunt safe. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I want to see those Instagram messages keep coming in, man. I got about 30 this week, 30 with the, I fucking did it. And, uh, I got to see the pictures of the, all the bucks you guys sent me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hunt safe. Uh, good vibes in, good vibes out Wear your safety harness, all that stuff, man. And, uh, I hope to see uh, a success picture in my, uh, Instagram inbox coming from you very soon.